Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Phantom No Danny with Simone. Today we've got a very special guest. Not only is he a great guy, he's also my dad. And he's going to be telling us stories from West Africa, specifically Liberia. So let's drop in and get excited. How are you doing today, Dad? Doing pretty good, Simone. How are you? Doing well. So, which story first? Uh, Benu, Sudan. Okay, let's get started. All right. Uh, so, as a kid living in Liberia, um, I, I think when uh, when you're young, you kind of hear rumors of things, and you're never sure what to believe and what not to believe. So, there, there's always kind of that pushing and prodding that goes on uh, between your friends trying to kind of scare you and, and make you believe something, or maybe something is true, but the story's been warped a little bit. Um, so, at the time, I think I was maybe 12 or 13, and there's a story of this wife who uh, got tired of her husband always cheating on her and killed herself. And uh, later on, uh, after she died and got buried, people would see her out uh, at clubs seducing uh, married men. And any guy that was cheated, or sorry, any guy that cheated with her would be found dead later on. And so it, there was like kind of this hysteria at the time uh, when I was a kid that people were like, like guys would be like, uh, I don't really want to cheat right now because there's this Benu Sudan thing going on. That's wild. Right? And 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 like I I distinctly remember like my dad joking with his friends about it like, haha, you guys are married. You really don't want to hang out with me because I'm going to go out on dates and I don't want anything to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I don't, like I said, I don't know like how much truth there was to it, if there was just kind of this ribbing that was going on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it was just like the a, a wild story that I remember like hearing about, even me and my friends would like kind of jokingly say, hey, you know, you, you got to be careful because Benu Sudan could get you. And uh, it, it, it just was like a common thing that uh, this lady would, would go out and she was kind of like a lady of the night and, and uh, people would be like, oh, yeah, we, they, we saw this guy out with this really attractive lady, and she she never looked the same was the thing. So it wasn't oh. like anyone would be like, oh, let's Benu Sudan, let's get her. It would be like, oh, you know, in hindsight, we might we think that might have been her. So not only is she back from the dead, she's also shape-shifting? She's also shape-shifting, exactly. That's insane. Yeah. So, so then the question is, well, how do you know it's not, you know, just some lady serial killing guys? Yeah. And and I don't know. It, it was it was just kind of this story that had a life of its own. Mm -hmm. So it, it's hard to say if if it truly wasn't just some lady serial killer tired of guys cheating and and that's what she ended up doing, or or if there truly was like this apparition spirit that was coming back to get revenge constantly and and stop men from from uh, be being cheaters. I would go with spirit because it just seems too complicated to have a lot of different women who all look different, going around, seducing men. It's, I mean, it's not impossible, but I would lean more towards See, I back think, from the dead. Right, because I mean, who who's gonna really spend their time trying to kill a guy when they can just kind of go on with their life? Exactly. And, and men are naturally stronger than women, so if you were to, you know, try to overpower a man as a woman, I don't know how easily that could be done. Mm -hmm. And and if you were a wife, you know, 
saying, hey, I want to get revenge. You probably don't want to kill your husband because that's the breadwinner for your family, generally, traditionally. So you, if anything, I could see the woman trying to, you know, uh, hurt the, the other woman that, that uh, their husband was cheating with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and and I, I even remember like one of the stories was uh, this guy, literally one of the survivors of the thing woke up in uh, in a cemetery and oh. it, so it was like, was oh. he like in a coffin or? No, uh, he wasn't. And, and part of the reason why he wasn't in a coffin is uh, traditionally Liberia uh, has has marshy land. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or at least where they tend to put cemeteries is marshland. So uh, it's it's almost like New Orleans where they don't have a lot of oh. graves underground. Yeah. They're, they're all built up. Mm-hmm. So uh, he just woke up on top of one of these built up. That is very scary. <laughs> yes. So he, he wakes up. He he has on just his underwear, and it's like, whoa, this guy just ran out of the cemetery. What's going on? And people are like, Benu Sudan hits, he strikes again, right? It's like, oh, man, that's... Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, so do you think that, like, encouraged men to not cheat? Or do you think they didn't care? <laughs> uh I think it gave him pause. I don't know if it truly <laughs> made him... I, I don't know what would truly make someone stop cheating, but uh, as I tell the story, it sounds kind of crazy that you'd know that you could die if you pick the wrong one yeah. and cheat, <laughs> and you're still going, but you're saying I've got a 50-50 chance. So, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, wow. It's, but true story. Well, at least to my, my 12, 13-year-old self yeah. at, at the time, true story. Like, hey, uh, be careful on those uh, Benu Sudan streets. Anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one I'm actually really excited to hear because I haven't heard this since I was younger and I don't really remember all the details. So tell us about the mommy water story. Okay. Um, again, you know, uh, as a kid living in Liberia, uh, there's a story of mermaids that uh, lived in in the the oceans of West Africa. And they would come and kind of befriend you or, or offer you gifts to to get your friendship. Um, but in Liberia, uh, there really aren't any white people. Like the closest thing we have to white people generally are either uh, people who are uh, who are ambassadors, like with the with governments, and mm-hmm. you don't see them too often, or uh, people from the Middle East. So mm-hmm. like Arabs tend to be like as close as we get to white people. So most of their stories are like black people and everything's black. So even the mermaids in Liberia were black mermaids. Um, And so it it was this black mermaid with dreadlocks is how she was described to me. And she would uh, come to you in your your sleep and kind of proposition you with different things, maybe to fulfill a wish so that you would befriend her. Oh, but is there a consequence? Yes. What is it? So once she, she befriends you, then she kind of uh, takes your, your spirit somewhat. So now you're, you're kind of hers and she can uh, use you at, at will almost. So it's like, hey, I, I need you to do these things for me. And it, the things wouldn't necessarily be like, hey, I want you to go kill someone. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you don't have the ability to say no is, is the thing. So uh, it's kind of like a one-sided friendship almost. Oh. Um, 
And, and so you think, well, that can't be bad. But really, I, I don't know. I, as At the time, hearing these stories, they, they would always give me chills because I'd be like, well, that's kind of weird. Like someone's coming to your dream and offering you this stuff and, and saying, okay, now you're, you're mine and, mm-hmm. and you have to do what I, I want and say. So it, it was always kind of a little uh, scary uh, to the 12, 13-year-old me. So, and, and when I, the stories are told to me, they would always offer you things like, hey, I'm going to make you really smart and, oh. and you can do anything you want, right? Because you're, you're so brilliant at mm-hmm. that point. Or uh, I'm going to bring you money and, or show you where, uh, where you can find money um, uh, or, or uh, you know, kind of gift you different things. Mm-hmm. So uh, she would come to your dream and, and then you would have to... Uh, find a way to get rid of her because otherwise it, it would just be more aggressive the way that she would ask oh my gosh that's scary yeah so you know at first it's like hey I'm just a nice mommy wata and I would like to gift you this and you're like no nah, I'm okay and then she'd be like no you're going to be mine oh I want God. to <laughs> so would she target like kids or adults generally speaking it, it seemed to always be kids uh, or at least <laughs> and again the your friends are telling these kind of scary stories. So it was always... Uh... So we had a little bit of an interruption. Um, possible paranormal interruption could be... For some reason, it just wasn't recording. But we'll get back to the story and tell you guys how to get rid of a mommy water if you ever encounter one. So... Dad? Yeah. Uh, funny enough, it, it seemed to shut down right when we got to the point of saying what to do uh, as far as the stories go when uh, you want to get rid of one. Um, so I, I think I was saying how uh, they, the, the mommy Wata keeps coming back and, and behaves more aggressive in her request to to have you kind of join up with her and, and take what she's offering. Um, and the, the simple way of getting rid of one was just to ask them to do some impossible task. Uh, as a kid, that impossible task was always something like uh, have it bring a, a fishing net full of water. Yeah, my original thought was to like lick your elbow, but apparently that's not <laughs> one of the things. No, no. <laughs> it's still funny. Yeah, <laughs> that, that uh, as a kid, that was never one of those things that we ever talked about. Uh, I, I guess different generations, everybody's got their thing. But yeah, uh, I, I at the time I, I never thought to just say, well, why couldn't that just you know have ice be brought to it, and it would fulfill th- that quote unquote impossible request. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I was willing to buy into it. It was a scary enough story and, and kind of intimidating enough, I guess, that uh, it, it sounded like like a good suggestion for an impossible task. Yeah, definitely, that makes sense. So I was also wondering, do you believe in any other cryptids like uh, Bigfoot or aliens or um, portals or stuff like that? I, I do believe in portals. Oh, you do? <laughs> I do. Well, you know, I, I like sci-fi and, and maybe that's the downfall. So uh, when you talk about uh, ley lines and things like that, uh, they are known to exist. This is news to me. I did not know you believed in this. Yeah. Well, do you believe in ley lines? I don't know, because I have heard about this guy in Sedona 
who goes to like lead a bunch of people up this mountain and then they're supposed to like a portal is supposed to open up and he's supposed to lead up a certain amount of people or something and it all just sounds too crazy to me like why hasn't the portal opened up and he keeps like oh i did the math wrong and really it's gonna happen in 2025 not 2010 not 2015 like yeah no i i don't believe in uh snake oil salesmen like that that do that sort of thing uh when, when i think of ley lines and and locations of power and portals um i i don't think of it as something that uh everyone has information about mm-hmm. because if if the information was out there then it's not that it would lose its power in, in the sense that it, it would become weak and it wouldn't be able to be used but there, there's certain things you know that phrase knowledge has power mm-hmm. so if everyone can take advantage of it it, it kind of loses its mystique almost mm-hmm. and, and so i i think that the people that know how to take advantage of these things those kind of uh old world ancient things uh get passed down passed around to different generations and specific people so I think they take advantage of them, but th- they don't share that information with the entire world. Okay, I see what you mean. So what about aliens? Definitely believe in aliens. It's, it's hard to believe that we're the only uh, other living beings in the entire galaxy. There's just way too much space out there. That's how I feel too. There's way too much that we don't know about. Right. And it's not even that they have to be super smart or the same. They could also be dumber than us, which would be fun to see. Yeah. But, I mean, I definitely agree with it. I never started thinking about it until I started watching The Uh X-Files. But I definitely think there's aliens. They're out there, huh? Definitely. The truth is out there. Yeah. No, I I, I like the idea of it. I, I think if there's ever a point where they decide to come and visit I, I don't know what sort of chaos that would provide to our society because everyone kind of has their deities that they believe in gods and whatnot and if just someday a mothership comes and hovers above the earth uh boy that, that would just bring complete chaos to our world definitely and it reminds me of episode 89 of the twilight zone to serve man yeah um where aliens come to earth and they have this book called to serve man and they need like people to bring all of these things and i'll tell you the twist because it's not too much of a spoiler i mean it kind of is but well at this point even the simpsons have you know yeah it's been of long long enough but (laughs) um to serve man is actually to serve man as a dish so that's like a fun twist as in like you think the aliens are going to take you back to their home planet and serve you as a king, and suddenly you're being served up as, like, chicken a la king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think that it, it's interesting to kind of look at that sort of thing for uh, where society was at one point. So there was a time that people were more trusting, and they were like, yeah, of course we can trust the aliens. Why would they make up something like that, mm-hmm. right? And now uh, if an alien came and had a book that was, like, to serve man... Uh, everyone would be a complete skeptic at first. Like, even if they were like, no, we're going to take you to our world and you'll live a perfect life, everyone would be like, yeah, but what's the catch? (laughs) Yeah, because you never know. Different cultures, different customs. You're a literal alien, so how would we know what you like? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, it, it's uh, it's a big universe out there, galaxy. I, I can't imagine how we could only be the, the only people out there. But yeah, if they ever show up and decide to serve us, uh, I don't know what we'll do. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me again to help uh, finish the end of the recording. Yeah. I appreciate it. Everybody, thanks for listening and stay spooky. You guys have a good one.